0: what up boys and ghouls welcome back to r slash no sleep where i read creepy scary and downright messed up stories today's episode is part one of a seven part series and contains some profanity so if you're ready for a sci-fi thriller sit back relax and get ready for your skin to crawl This story is called, I Can Tell You What Is Killing The Stars. Please heed my warning. This universe is already on a fast track to expiring, and you people are the only ones in the universe left alive at this point. I will tell you my story and my travels in hopes it will help your people to survive. My name is Auron. I have come from a different dimension a different universe trying to rescue and save as much life as I can from what I call the void in science you people call it vacuum decay except this is a real living creature it it swallows entire star systems and galaxies right now when you look into the sky and see countless stars They are but remnants of life, and their final breath is traveling through space to express their dying last words. There is nothing out there for you. Nothing can stop it, and there is nothing to see anymore. It will take millions of years before it gets to you. But I can let you know it's all dead out there. I'll tell you my story so you can follow in my footsteps as it could lead to the survival of your race and future generations. But you must act very soon. Let me begin where it all began, on my home universe. A very long time ago, my people were an incredibly advanced race, where we were on the precipice of dimensional travel. My people have always had a very long lifespan. To give some perspective, The entire human civilization until this point would only be a blink in my total lifetime. Because of this, there is a wealth of knowledge that has been passed down generation to generation. It's all being accumulated to this point. With all this knowledge, several thousands years before the Great Dying, we discovered the void collapsing entire galaxies. Our greatest minds got together, in what was called the Council, and brainstormed a possible end to the Void. However, no matter what we threw at it, and no matter the attempts to reach out, the creature seemed unwavering and had the intent to end everything. The Council decided there was no way to stop the Great Devouring Void, so they wanted to move on to another dimension. However, the machine wasn't done. At this point, we had very little time left as the void was moving closer and closer by year. Soon after, there was a discovery of a new mineral. This mineral had all the answers we needed and produced enough radioactive power to charge the temporal machine. However, it was really close to the void, so we extracted as much as we could before it would end up in the beast's gullet. The events after would lead to my eventual travel to seven other dimensions, all containing the beast, and all ending up the same, swallowed up into nothing. Within a few years, the council was able to get a working model, and testing was on the way. I was a part of the council at this point. Since I was the head engineer, I would facilitate the trials. The first one was with a young woman who couldn't have been older than 6,000 years. She was short, but perfect for the test. She put the suit on, and within seconds, her suit started to light up. Good. It's working great. We may only need one test for her size range, I thought to myself. Shortly after, the whirring of metal and popping became extremely loud. Shortly after, I started hearing the crunching of bones and tearing of flesh. Her screams echoed throughout the testing chamber. Her blood was leaking out of the suit and a mist of blood sprayed as the pressure grew on the suit. Before I could turn the suit off, it already collapsed her whole body into a round mass of meat and blood. This was not the last trial this happened. Time and time again, no matter the size or the tweaks I designed, they they all failed. Each test subject ending up as a puddle on the floor. The public grew wary, and fewer and fewer people volunteered. We ended up having to pay them to have people test it. After years of failure, the void was within a couple hundred years, which to us was not long enough. We kept trying. Hundreds of bodies piled up, and with only a few years left, I was finally successful in my first test. It started with a stout man who was 7'2 and 265 pounds. That being said, he was a bit nervous knowing the pile of bodies that he was trying to overcome. We were all scared of what could happen. I was on the floor this time, and I was tweaking the suit to only jump to the nearest dimension that is safe. I found there was an issue, and the suit was low on field, but we decided to go forward with it anyway. You'll be okay. I promise, I'll be right here to watch personally to make sure it all goes all right, I said to the test subject. He looked at me with a nervous smile and shook his head in silence, accepting his fate whether he lives or dies. In a wave of my hand, the other scientist in the pot above pressed the button and activation. In a flash of blue light, the man disappeared. Now. I did tell him to come back, and the idea is that the suit needs two hours before it can actually boot up and start again. I left instructions on how to start it manually in the pocket. We hear him say something over comms, but it was full of static. But we can still make it out. I see blue clouds are really pretty. I replied to him with how to fix the issue. You can hear him slowly getting better. Hello? Is this better? He said. Yes, much better. Go ahead and describe the area. There was a short pause. The sky is blue, and the clouds are normal akin to our clouds. Oddly, I don't see any other beings. Or life. I don't see grass or trees. It's just all dirt and stone. I wrote down some other information. It was only relevant if we can live there, so we might be able to plant trees or vegetables. While I was writing the notes down, I hear a, What the fuck is that? It's the test subject. He was screaming and running for his life. Listen, you have to describe what is going on. What is chasing you? I could hear him huffing and puffing. I I don't think it could have caught up. It's actually really slow. I wrote this down and asked, What are its features? Test subject was able to catch his breath and say, Whew, okay. The thing is bright orange and had four legs, with what looked to be stone covering him from head to toe. It's just walking around. There's no head I can see, just legs and a body. Can... can I come back? I noted this all on the pad. All right, you can come back. Just pull the cord on your chest and press the button inside the glove. He sighs and replies, Okay, here goes nothing. We can hear the suit whirl up and a pop. Seconds later, I hear screaming coming from the admin room. I rush upstairs to find the male subject unable to speak, but he was out of the suit, and the suit itself was on the ground. However, he was melded into the wall. No blood was coming out, it looked like he was fused with it perfectly. It wasn't until he started to flail his arms and grabbing onto people, where we studied him and his effects. An hour goes by, and I reported it only works one way. But the good news is, it worked. I reported this finding to the rest of the people, and with only a few days left, we all started to mass-produce the suits. The only kicker is we only had fuel for one suit, which I knew, but the rest didn't. I'm not proud of this, but the void was getting closer. And at the point where I fueled up the suit all the way, it was only hours left. Everyone was getting ready to start their own suits. Billions of my people. All hopefully unaware of the void that was going to end their suffering. I only hope my people got a swift death as I teleported out. I... I think about all my people being destroyed by the void. I wake up at night screaming, remembering seeing it open its impossibly huge mouth as it swallowed the stars and the galaxy barreling towards us. I can't imagine the fear. The fear they had when none of their suits worked, or the anger they had when they noticed I had left, and no one else. What was I supposed to do? Die and not warn countless others? My decision wasn't a selfish one. I built the suit. I know all of its ins and outs. I know how to fuel and take care of it. I'm sorry I didn't mean to rant, but I need you reading this to understand how this thing worked. My home dimension has got to be gone by now, I thought as I popped into a new dimension. This one was strange. Everything was gray, but I can feel wind. I looked at my diagnostics. It appeared that there was a breathable amount of oxygen on the air. This planet was entirely the same as ours, just undeveloped. It was getting late, and I needed to build shelter. Now with the rest of the night, I just used the fuel I had left to charge my suit. That was the backstory of my universe. This one will be gone soon, but that's a story for a different time, as this one has gone on long enough, and I have way more to tell about the plane. Tonight, I will be charging the suit up and laying down. Until then, live long, travelers. Orin D. Come back tomorrow for part two. What do you think will happen to Orin next? And what do you think they meant by the new plane? Thanks for listening, boys and ghouls, and I hope you found this story as creepy as I did. Don't forget to subscribe and click the notification button so you get updates for the newest daily creepy story. As always, the author of this story will be credited in the description. Feel free to send them some love over on Reddit, and I'll see you on the other side. Bye!